What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Ford v. Ferrari, starring Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Here's a quick synopsis of the movie. Former race car driver Carroll Shelby and fearless driver Ken Miles team with Ford to build a car that can compete with Ferrari at the prestigious race, the 24 Hours of Le Mans in France. I loved absolutely every second of this movie, and most of that is because of the two lead performances from Christian Bale and Matt Damon. First off, I want to say this about Christian Bale. He is the best actor in the world right now. He continues to play real-life complicated characters and brings something different each time. As Miles, he's funny, he's not trusting of others, he's a bit of a hot shot and a loose cannon. In the fighter, Bale wins an Oscar for playing boxer Dickie Eklund in Vice, he gets nominated for playing Vice President Dick Cheney, and in this movie, he 100% should have been nominated for an Oscar for playing Ken Miles. This is a completely different kind of performance than I've ever seen Bale give on screen. In this film, he's not likable in like that movie star sense where he's not charismatic. He's likable in that he has a drive. He, he has a passion for driving, for being a race car driver. It's a different kind of performance than I've ever seen from Christian Bale. It is one of, it is a career Career-defining performance. It's so different from Vice. Most actors would have a performance like that in Vice, and then they would go away for a few years. He comes back the very next year and comes out with Ford v. Ferrari. His career is outstanding. It's like when there's going to be a Christian Bale performance, it is going to be noteworthy going forward here. I just don't think there's another movie star that was capable of this performance in this movie. He takes over this movie. When he's not on screen during it, you're like, I want to go back to see what Christian Bale is doing right now. He has gotten to that level, must-see level, where I need this guy on screen most of the time. And thankfully, he's on screen most of the time. You watch Christian Bale now, and you sometimes forget that this guy was Batman. He is like a chameleon. He transforms from movie to movie. Going back to American Psycho, there is no performance in a movie that's like the next performance in a movie. They are all different. I mean, his recent run of movies, starting with Hostiles, then you get Vice, now, The Big Short, I mean, you forget about that one. Christian Bale is bringing career performances again and again and again. And it feels like we're in the middle of his run. Like, there doesn't feel like there's an end in sight. He's not even 50 years old. He's still giving career-defining performances at this stage of his career. I mean, we forget, he's been around for a really long time. I've seen the 1994 movie Little Women, where he He's in it. He's been around forever, yet he's still giving these kind of performances at this stage of his career. It feels like Christian Bale has that career drive that Ken Miles has in this movie, and that's scary because there seems to be no end in sight for Christian Bale being the best actor in the world, and I cannot get enough of it. He is so good in this movie, and his career is so fascinating. Then you have another massive movie star in this movie, Matt Damon as Carol Shelby. And for me, he gives his best performance since The Martian. This is the direction his, should, his career should go. As a key character alongside another great actor, he doesn't have to carry the film. And every so often in this movie, he reminds you that's Matt Damon you're watching. I personally think that's when Matt Damon is at his best, is when he's around other star actors. He ups his game. Look at the Oceans trilogy when he's around George Clooney, when he's around Brad Pitt, when he's in scenes with Julia Roberts, he 
ups his performance level. And he's also at his best when he is working with a premier director. In this case, it's James Mangle. I mean, ever since his career broke out from Goodwill Hunting with Gus Van Sant, Matt Damon has been working with the best of the best. Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, Steven Soderbergh, the Coen brothers. I mean, this guy just continues to work with the best directors around. Ridley Scott, who he's working with again on the new movie with Ben Affleck. I mean, that's the key to Matt Damon's success, being around great movie stars and working with the best directors around. I think sometimes when he works in these smaller movies and he's the star, it doesn't quite work out for him. But again, in these kind of movies around Christian Bale, working with James Mangle, he reminds you he's Matt Damon and he's one of the best actors living. And I feel like nowadays we complicate what makes a good movie. Sometimes it's as simple as Christian Bale and Matt Damon and let them do their thing. That's what this movie comes down to. This is two movie stars who have been great for a long time finally working together. It's as easy as that. That's an easy sell for me to see Christian Bale and Matt Damon on screen together for the first time. One of the things I love most about movies is the surprise great performance. And in this one, this comes from Katrina Balfe. She is tremendous in the film as Molly, Ken's wife. She steals scenes from two of the best living actors. She's hilarious and a bit daring herself. She's not just reduced to playing the overprotective wife in this movie. Particularly the scenes with her and Christian Bale, they are such a believable couple in this movie. I would have spent two and a half hours just hanging out with them and their son played by Noah Jupe. That's how good that family dynamic is in this movie. And it makes it more than just a race car driving movie. It makes it a movie about a family that you care about. The fact that you care about her, the fact that you care about him and their son, that's what makes this movie special. I mean, I feel like this performance by Katrina Balfe should have got her a supporting actress nomination at the Oscar. That's how good it was. I've seen a lot lesser performances get a supporting nod at the Oscars. And in a year where there weren't all that great supporting performances by actresses, I feel like this is the one of the best ones I've seen that came from 2019 was Katrina Balfe as Molly. Again, she has great chemistry with Christian Bale. She has great moments with Matt Damon. She has a great motherly connection with the character played by Noah Jupe. She steals this movie in ways. I think she makes this performance better than it has any right of being. That's how good I think Katrina Balfe is in this movie. Like, I think there are some actresses that would not have been as good in this role as she was. That's the type of performance for me that should have gotten an Oscar nomination for Katrina Balfe. From the very first time she comes on screen with Christian Bale, you're like, wow, that connection's unique. I want to spend two hours just watching them be a couple. That's how good that opening scene was. And you're like, wow, she's going to be really good in this movie. Like the first time I saw her in the movie, I was like, wow, this is a performance I'm going to end up liking a lot. Then Ford v. Ferrari also has a terrific supporting cast starting off with Tracy Letts. How do you not like Tracy Letts in 2020? I mean, the movies he's made recently, Lady Bird, The Big Short. He had a smaller role in Little Women. I mean, it's been quite a few years for Tracy Letts. He's known as a great playwright, and now he's being known as a great supporting actor. Both films he was in, Little Woman and 
Ford v. Ferrari nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. John Bernthal, the star of The Punisher in this movie, I did a podcast on him, so check that one out. I've already said enough I can about John Bernthal. Noah Jupe is in this movie. He is my favorite kid actor working today. I mean, from A Quiet Place to Honey Boy, which is the one of the best performances I've ever seen from a child actor ever. You have actor Josh Lucas reuniting with Christian Bale. For those of you who don't know, Josh Lucas was in American Psycho, so for the first time since 2000, him and Christian Bale are in a movie together. I mean, that's the movie that put Christian Bale on the map. Now, Josh Lucas has had an interesting career in and of itself. He's been in movies like the Eric Bana Hulk movie, Sweet Home Alabama, Glory Road, and more recently, The Lincoln Lawyer, the Matthew McConaughey film. I mean, Josh Lucas is a good actor at times. He's charismatic. He's a little too much like McConaughey for my point of view. I mean, do I need another Matthew McConaughey in my life? I mean, when they were both in the movie The Lincoln Lawyer, I was a bit confused. But overall, I think Josh Lucas is really good in Ford v. Ferrari. He has a really good dynamic with Christian Bale's character. He's kind of the antagonist of the movie in a lot of ways. He's the Ford businessman who doesn't care about them winning. Josh Lucas's character is only in it for the money. And then finally, you have actor Ray McKinnon, who's just somebody who I really enjoy when he shows up in a movie. I first saw him in the Jeff Nichols movie, Take Shelter. He's also in the other Jeff Nichols movie, Mud, starring Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he's just really good in Take Shelter and Mud alongside Michael Shannon and Matthew McConaughey. And then he's also in the remake of Footloose. Like, I just think Ray McKinnon is an underrated supporting actor who doesn't get mentioned. And I just feel like when he shows up in movies, he is really, really good in supporting roles. And in this this movie. He's kind of the friend to Carol Shelby. He's the business partner to Carol Shelby. He also has some great scenes with Christian Bale. Ray McKinnon is a really good underrated actor. Now I want to talk about the director of this movie, James Mangle. And I think he is a tremendous director. And I think what he is best at is getting great performances from movie stars. Think about when he first hit big in Walk the Line. There was a great performance by Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash. Reese Witherspoon went home with the Oscar. Then, free 10 to Yuma, he gets a spectacular performance from Russell Crowe, and Christian Bale is also in that film. Logan Lerman is also spectacular in free 10 to Yuma, and then he gets one of the best performances in a superhero movie I've ever seen in Logan from both Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. I mean, James Mangle just knows how to get the best out of movie stars. I mean, Angelina Jolie's one Oscar is from starring in a James Mangle film, Girl Interrupted. James Mangold knows how to get the best out of movie star actors. Not just as simple as get a movie star to be in your movie anymore. You're not going to grab the attention. I mean, Matt Damon and Christian Bale in a movie sounds like it will be a great thing, but again, it doesn't always turn out to be. James Mangold has a terrific track record of getting movie stars together and making brilliant films with them. And it doesn't matter the genre. He's made a western. He's made a music movie about Johnny Cash. He's made a, a superhero movie starring Hugh Jackman. No matter the genre, James Mangle can direct any kind of movie. I, for one, got excited when I heard he might be the guy to take over Indiana Jones 5 from Steven Spielberg. He's the type of director that could get a great last-minute Harrison Ford performance. I mean, he got it from an older actor in Patrick Stewart and Logan. I think he could do the exact same type of thing for Harrison Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones 5. Oh, and there's also the news that he will direct a movie about Bob Dylan starring Timothy Chalamet. That's the type of thing that 
James Mangle can do that not every director can do. He can make a big movie like Indiana Jones 5, like he did with Logan, and he can also make the movie about a musical legend, Bob Dylan starring Timothy Chalamet, like he did with Walk the Line. He can walk the line between both of those big type of movies, a superhero genre action film and a smaller, meaningful studio movie. And both films will probably get great performances from movie stars. Now I want to talk about some of my favorite scenes from Ford v. Ferrari, starting with the meeting between Carol Shelby, Matt Damon's character, and Henry Ford II, played by Tracy it's brilliant. It articulates the power struggle throughout the movie that Carol Shelby is an expert in winning races while Ford is only in it for the money. Matt Damon's character in this scene is taking advantage of the fact that Henry Ford II doesn't know a lot about race car driving. And Matt Damon's character, Shelby, desperately wants Ken Miles to be the driver, and Ford wants somebody who's more of a company man. Tracy Letts and Matt Damon are both terrific in this scene, as they, they're basically going through a power struggle. But Matt Damon's character gets what he wants by making Henry Ford II feel like he's the one in power. Then there's a scene where Katrina Balfe's character, Molly, drives like a maniac with Ken in the car. This is the best scene of them as a couple. She wants Ken to decide once and for all if he's a racer or not. I must say, I love this aspect in movies when the artist or the athlete have to decide once and for all whether or not they're all in to chase their dreams. I think it's, it's corny, but it's also really great. Molly is trying to get the point across to Ken that if he becomes a race driver again, he needs to go all in because it will affect us mightily as a family. We cannot not be halfway in with you. And another scene I really loved in this movie was the fight scene between Shelby and Miles. I mean, this is Matt Damon and Christian Bale, two of the biggest movie stars in the world, having a fight in a movie. It is not action-packed. It's not cool. It's not Matt Damon born fighting Christian Bale Batman. This is just how regular people fight. It's not clean. It's not dirty. It's not it doesn't look pretty. It's not made for movie fight. It's a realistic fight. It's also hilarious. Katrina Balfe is also hilarious her reaction to them fighting. It's a brotherly fight and I loved every second of it. And the last scene I'll talk about is the scene where Shelby takes for the second for a test drive. This is a hilarious scene and Tracy Letts is great in the scene. He in the moment went from a businessman to somebody who respected the craft of being a driver. I mean, just being in a test drive for a few minutes, he realized how much these race car drivers are risking their lives going at these insane amounts of speed. And it's the one scene where Henry Ford II looks like a real human being and not a businessman robot. One of the things I love most about Ford v. Ferrari was the father-son dynamic between Ken Miles and his son. I mean, Christian Bale plays Ken Miles. Noah Jupe plays his son. They have an insane amount of chemistry, but I also love the fact that Ken was motivated by his son. I mean, there's a, a scene early on in the movie where Ken has to withdraw from a race and you can see the disappointment on his face when Shelby brings up the fact that his son came all this way to see his dad race and he's not even going to be able to compete letting down his son in that moment. There's also a scene where Noah Jupe's character realizes how dangerous race car driving really is. I thought that was a powerful moment. I mean this kid for the first time realizes how dangerous his dad's life really is doing this career that he's chosen to be a 
a part of. Another thing I loved about this movie was the relationship between Shelby and Miles. I mean, the Matt Damon, Christian Bale's characters, they have this weird kinship in that they are in it for the love of racing while the other people at Ford are in it for the business of it. They are in it to make money. No, Christian Bale's character and Matt Damon's character are in it for the love of being race car drivers. They are in it for the thrill of getting the win. They want to compete with Ferrari. They're not in it to sell Ford cars. And I love the fact that even though Shelby knows that Miles is a pain to deal with, that he is the only one who can compete with Ferrari if you guys really want to win this race and put Ford on the map. There's this idea that Matt Damon's character, Carol Shelby, just could have taken the money with Ford and try to just take the money and not even care if they could win the race. But the competitor in him, the fact that he was the last American to win Le Mans, means that he's a real competitor and he wants to win this race. Carol Shelby is not in it for the money. And by the end of the movie, he's sick of selling cars. Carol Shelby is a competitor who's sick of being a businessman. He wants to be more like Ken Miles, not Henry Ford II. I I mean, at the beginning of the movie, he's more like Henry Ford than he is like Ken Miles, but then he goes back to his racing competitor roots and ends up more like Ken Miles. I mean, Shelby could have ended up like a businessman, but no, by the end of the movie, he is a real competitor. He has a love for racing. He doesn't want to be a snaky business salesman selling cars. There's a scene at the end of the movie where things don't quite turn out the way they they thought they were going to and Shelby is like almost apologizing to Ken Miles' character and Ken says thank you for letting me race. He's just in it for the thrill of it. That's what this character is. The Ken Miles character is not a sellout. He's not in it for the glory. He's not in it to win a trophy. He is a thrill seeking person. He is just in it for the experience of racing the car. He's a competitor who loves Ferrari. He respects Ferrari. That's what I love. That's the competitor in him. He pays it homage to the competitor. He's not in it for the business of making Ford have the fastest car in the world. He's in it to see if he can truly compete. That's the real athlete in Ken Miles there. From the very beginning, he knew the Ford business company was going to get in the way of him trying to compete, but he was willing to risk that all just for the chance to compete. He didn't care about winning a race. It was only to compete in that race. This is the last thing I'll say about Ford v. Ferrari. This is the kind of movie studios should be making. Entertaining films with movie stars like Matt Damon and Christian Bale about unique, real people who are put in extraordinary circumstances. This film is a film about people in the human drive disguised as a movie about race car driving. I mean, weirdly enough, I had just watched the movie Rush starring Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl. I mean, that's another really good movie about race car driving. Again, that's a really good movie to watch alongside Ford v. Ferrari. I mean, I'm fascinated by the competitiveness of a race car driver. I mean, they're driving at these insane amount of speeds. That's something I don't really understand. That's why I think it's important to have a movie 
movie like this. It's entertaining. It's flashy. It's got movie stars, but it's about real people who experience really extraordinary things in their lives that I or the audience will never understand. I mean, the fact that Le Mans is 24 hours long, I had no idea that races even went this long. I know nothing about the racing world. This movie is informative and also endlessly entertaining with great performances by Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Katrina Balfe, who I Again, great performance by her, breakout performance by her. James Mangle delivers another great film in his long line of delivering great films with great performances from movie stars. And visually, the movie is stunning. The racing scenes are epic. I highly recommend you check out Ford v. Ferrari. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Субтитры